With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, everybody, to another podcast here on Maize and Brew, SB Nation podcast right here. Future Brew, our Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and partner in crime, John Simmons. Man, how you doing today? I'm doing well, uh, Vaughn. A lot better than most weeks this season. Yeah, I I would tend to agree with you. It was quite the beatdown of Notre Dame, which is always good to see, especially given the fact that we won't see this matchup again for about another 14 years or so unless they decide to extend it sooner, but they have not announced that yet. But we're not here to talk about that today. We're going to talk about some recruiting stuff, and Michigan had quite a number of recruits on campus this past weekend for football. A couple of them didn't show up like they originally intended to. And uh, let's talk about some of the guys that uh, did show up first. And uh, starting right off the bat, a guy that wasn't announced until uh, about the day of, I think, a big-time running back recruit in the 2021 class, Donovan Edwards, probably their number one target at the position, uh, running back, five foot 11, 190 pounds. He's from West Bloomfield, so a few of his teammates are already committed uh, in, in the 2021 or in the 2020 class, excuse me, with a uh, Makari Page, the safety and Cornell Wheeler, the linebacker. Uh, definitely always a good thing to get a top recruit like Donovan back on campus, especially when uh, it wasn't really announced until the day of. Yeah, it was good. There's There seemed to be a lot of uh, in-state guys that trickled in um, onto the list later uh, in the week. 
Um, but yeah, it was a great game for uh, a running back to show up there. I mean, there are tons of offensive linemen recruits there. And, you know, with them dominating the line of scrimmage, you know, Edwards has to be looking and seeing, well, there's going to be some open holes for me there. Um, it was, a, I think, a great game for him to see. Um, so it's just about, you know, keeping keeping it up with Edwards, getting him back as many times as possible. And I think uh, Michigan's out in front here. Yeah, he's also being recruited by Ohio State. Also got other offers from schools like Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Miami of Florida, Notre Dame as well, Penn State. So he's being recruited by just about everybody uh, in the in, in the immediate area. So definitely always good to put up th- more than 300 yards rushing, especially when your biggest running back recruits on campus watching that game unfold. Another couple in-state guys that were on campus, a couple of guys uh, from Detroit, one from Martin Luther King High School, one from Cass Tech. Kobe King, the linebacker from Cass Tech, he was on campus, as well as Jalen Reed, the uh, four-star safety from Martin Luther King. A couple other guys that weren't really announced until the day of. Um, but yeah, this is this is another situation here where you get a couple in-state guys on campus. Uh, gives them another reason to just get these guys going in the recruiting process and uh, for Kobe King, he's got a few other pretty good offers other than Michigan. He's got Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State, Kentucky, and Indiana. And uh, Jalen Reed, like I said, the four-star safety. Uh, his, his recruitment hasn't really taken off a ton here, but has been recently with offers from Florida, Michigan State, Penn State. So, uh, again, a couple other uh, in-state guys getting in on the uh, on the fun against Notre Dame. Yeah, Reed's interesting. Um, he's the number seven player in Michigan for 2021 four star, like you said, but he doesn't hold a Michigan offer yet. Um, I figured he might've gotten one on uh, Saturday, but that that doesn't seem to have happened yet. So it's interesting to see what's uh, holding the staff back there. If they're going to end up offering him or not Um, King Kobe King. And I think Kalen King was also there as brother. It would just make sense. The cast tech duo Um, Kobe's yeah, like you said, the linebacker three star, um, and then Kalen King is a little bit higher rated cornerback, which is going to be a big uh, position in need for 2021. So it's good to have a guy in your backyard. Michigan's had amazing success with cornerbacks from Detroit lately in this recent stretch. So it'd be good to keep that going for sure. Yeah, the history of cornerbacks coming from Detroit to Michigan has been uh, more often than not, you see them go to Michigan. So it'll be interesting to see what uh what Michigan does there, and like you said, a really good point brought up. They're going to need corners in this next upcoming class here, so that'll be definitely one recruitment to keep an eye on. Another one to keep an eye on, let's talk real quick about Miles Hinton because he was on campus. He's the brother of Chris who actually got into the game and had some decent playing time there against Notre Dame uh, late into the game. Miles Hinton, of course, has been committed to Stanford since the beginning of the year pretty much. I think it was like that second week in January he committed to Stanford was a big surprise that he committed to the Cardinal Michigan was seen early on as a heavy favorite especially with his brother Chris being on campus already playing um, as a true freshman here but the interest at the very least it seems you know it seems like he's still a little intrigued by what Michigan has to offer he keeps visiting and especially with such a terrible weather weekend I was surprised that I was surprised to see Miles Hinton on the visitors list. Yeah, it's a uh, you know another another visit for him. I think it's his third this season. Um, like I said before with Edwards, it was a good 
good game for him to see um, with the push that O-line was getting. Michigan had, uh, I think, four top 100 uh, O-linemen in 2020 and 2021 there, which is a, a good, uh, you know, it lined up well for them. Um, and, yeah, like you said, hit, uh, Chris got in. Chris Hinton got some playing time. I was wondering if, you know, they were kind of getting him in a little bit more because they knew Miles was and his family were in the stands. Um, and a lot of fans have been saying they wanted him to get in a lot earlier. So uh, maybe they put an effort to get him in there. Um, so got to see his brother play, got to see O-line dominate. So, you know, I think Michigan's done everything that they can um, reasonably to, you know, keep Michigan in the race here. But, you know, it's just a matter of if he's going to, uh, go back on his commitment to Stanford and flip to Michigan or not, which you know I'm not sure is super likely, but Michigan's still trying. They're not going to give up. No, as they shouldn't. He's he's a big time player, and at a position of need, it seems like uh, they they definitely want one more offensive tackle. It sounds like in this 2020 class. And let's talk about the other 2020 offensive tackle that was on campus, Andrew Gentry. He's six eight three ten. From Colorado, his final three, including Michigan, BYU, and Virginia. So it's quite the interesting top three for a borderline top 50 player. And he was in the top 50 at one point. He's at number 60 right now, number six offensive tackle in his class. It sounded like he had a really good time. I got to talk with him real briefly. He said uh, that uh, the visit, uh, it, it pretty much went as planned for him. Um, yeah, he was looking forward to seeing a game at the big house. He finally was able to. Uh, he, he told me that it, the visit was incredible, is the word that he used, was incredible. So it's definitely good to hear stuff like that, especially with a recruit that has 14 crystal balls to one school, uh, with that one school being BYU. And he still hasn't committed yet. Um, at the very least, it seems like he's very open, even if BYU is the school that's leading his recruitment right now, it seems like he's very open to his other two options. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I know the weather was pretty crappy on Saturday and, you know, people weren't, uh, people were kind of nervous of having recruits there because of how bad it is. But I actually think it creates an awesome environment. I remember when I was a student, the Michigan State game in 2017 um, with John O'Korn, it was, you know, a crappy game, a slog on the field, but everyone is having a blast because I think the fans really show up and have fun when it's all miserable out. So I think it was a good environment for Gentry's first, uh, you know, game day experience at Michigan, even though it was raining. Um, so I think that'll be, uh, that'll stick in his mind, especially because I don't think he has another trip to BYU planned. Um, I know he said he wants to visit Virginia, but doesn't have a date set up. So I think that'll, I think this visit will go a long way in uh, Gentry's decision-making process, which I still think is a little bit, uh, you know, a month or two out from him picking a school. Mm -hmm. But uh, just like Hinton, they've done uh, everything they can here. Um, maybe the, the, you know, swaying him away from the LDS church is a little too much, but, you know, he brought up Sean Nua, um, who's also Mormon and, uh, you know, has a bunch of experience recruiting out there, coaching at uh, at BYU. So, and uh, it'll be... I think that might be enough to sway Gentry to Michigan. Well, if it if it's not enough, the good thing for Michigan is they had a ton, a ton of offensive line recruits in the 2021 class on campus for this Notre Dame game. I'll just roll through these names real quick, and we kind of, we can kind of just 
quickly hit on these because there are several guys that we could talk about. The the top ranked guy being Landon Tengwall, number thirty one overall. He's an offensive tackle. Uh, he's from Maryland. It seems like the top three for him at this point are Michigan, Notre Dame, and Penn State. Um, so definitely good to see Michigan uh, lay the beat down on one of his other uh, top teams. And uh, the in-state guys uh, were were represented as well with uh, Rocco Spindler, uh, number 40 overall offensive tackle. Garrett Dellinger, uh, another borderline top 100 guy. Uh, he's from Clarkston as well with Rocco. Rayshon Benny, another offensive tackle recruit, Oak Park. He's another four-star guy, number 258 overall. And then you had probably their number one center prospect at this point that they're going after, uh, Raheem Anderson, who's from Detroit Cast Tech. Uh, he's another uh, uh, top guy for them as well. So they had a ton of just in-state guys, but then also you had uh, the the biggest fish in the barrel there is uh, Landon Tengwall. So it's definitely good to have uh, not only so many just four-star and, and borderline five-star with Tengwall, uh, but it, it really looks like that they're laying the foundation down for a, a potential big haul uh, along the offensive line in this class. And to top it all off, you had Cullen Montgomery as well, uh, who's another offensive tackle. He's from Texas, and uh, he's only a three-star right now, but uh, he's, he's got some pretty big offers. We've talked about him in the past. With He's got offers from Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, some really, really big-time schools. So, like I said, uh, good to lay the beat down on Notre Dame, especially in front of all these big-time offensive line recruits, especially on a game where the weather wasn't great, but the offensive line was still open in holes with ease. Yeah, and I think even uh, better helping Michigan's chances, you could argue that uh, for the top three guys you mentioned, Tangwall, Spindler, and Dellinger, Notre Dame is – uh, maybe the main competition for all three of them that Michigan's battling against. Um, you know, the two schools have bat, uh, duped it out for a ton of offensive linemen um, in recent years. I think all of Notre Dame's starting line had Michigan offers and Michigan went after hard. So uh, they've definitely gone after it a while. And I think, you know, ending this rivalry for the next 14 years on this huge win is going to do wonders for Michigan's recruiting here, getting those, uh, guys who are considering Notre Dame heavily on campus and then crushing mm-hmm. them, dominating them with the O-line. I can't think of a better, you know, way to do it. So, uh, yeah, that, I think those will go a long way. Spindler seems like a, the most likely to commit to Michigan yeah. for sure. Um, Dellinger still looks a little, you know, like he wants to go out of state, but I don't know if that game changes mind or not. And then Tangwall actually got some crystal balls for Penn State uh, following the whiteout game uh against Michigan last week so uh it looks like uh it'll be Penn State Michigan um I don't know how how far up the list uh, Notre Dame is there's been reports saying that they're out reports saying Penn State's out but I think that the Nittany Lions are the team to be right now yeah more than likely it seems like they're probably number one at this point I know it's still early on but I think Tengwall wants to end his recruitment sooner rather than later he could uh follow up with a commitment somewhere at some point in the spring. It sounds like, it sounds like he wants to take his officials pretty early and lock in a uh, commitment, kind of like what Braden McGregor did for Michigan in this uh, recruiting cycle here. Um, So that'll definitely be one to monitor, especially given that he wants to commit pretty early here. Um, But yeah, I think uh, another 
interesting guy that was on campus this weekend. And it's kind of interesting just that uh, 24-7 keeps changing his position. At this point, it seems like Michigan's recruiting him at linebacker. Uh, But Jack Collifield, he's a four-star. He's from North Carolina. His brother plays for Virginia Tech, so that's why all the six crystal balls are pointing in Virginia Tech right now. They have him currently listed as a strong side defensive end, but uh, it, it, it sounds like they're probably going after him for a middle linebacker, possibly weak side linebacker position, maybe a Josh Uche kind of play everywhere kind of deal. I mean, if he's this versatile to be ranked as a linebacker and then ranked as a defensive end, and he was ranked as a tight end at one point too, so he, he's kind of just all over the place. But he was on campus this weekend. Uh, I think this was his first visit to Ann Arbor, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, if that's uh, I the case, so, yeah. I mean, pretty pretty good first impression there for uh, for Michigan to, to climb up the ladder of his recruitment, especially if Virginia Tech truly is uh, his number one school. Uh, definitely good to see Michigan make a move there. Yeah, like you said, a size 6'3", 225, that to me kind of looks like a Sam linebacker. Um, maybe someone who, like Uche, but who can actually uh, you know, stay back in coverage and isn't just straight rushing the passer every time. So I think he can be a little more versatile um, you know, on the field. But yeah, Hollifield's his. I think he was previewing his visit before this weekend, and he was kind of saying, you know, his brother Dax goes to Virginia Tech now, but he's saying Dax didn't get a – Michigan offer so you know Jack was kind of rubbing it into him um that he was going up there which is kind of funny um but yeah the the Hokies are still going to be the the team to beat here but I think Michigan did a did them the solid here with uh this big visit most certainly it sounds that way uh for sure another guy real quick that we'll talk about uh Justin Walters a, a six foot two safety from Illinois haven't really talked a ton about him all five crystal balls are now in Notre Dame's favor. Uh, he's a three-star safety. He's uh, number 410 overall. He's got some pretty decent offers so far for just being a three-star guy uh, from Illinois. But I, I got to talk with him briefly uh, after his visit there. He said uh, the visit was nice despite the weather. And uh, he found out that uh, Michigan was looking at him, recruiting him, uh, just this past week. And uh, he thought that the visit would mean just starting the recruiting process with Michigan, but he ended up getting an offer. And uh, it sounds like Michigan is going to be going after him moving forward. So definitely another recruitment to monitor here as the 2021 class uh, begins to develop here uh, with Michigan starting to, to, to finalize their board and uh, get the guys that they want to go after. So he might be, uh, might be going up uh, that recruiting board for Michigan. Yeah, definitely. He seems like an academic kid. He's got Northwestern and Notre Dame as the two schools that uh, yeah. are the hottest for him right now with interest from uh, Stanford and Duke and stuff like that. But yeah, Walter's got the got the offer this weekend, which is huge. And I think uh, from Twitter, it looks like him and AJ Henning are boys, which is good because um, he was also on uh, on campus this weekend. I think they go to rival high schools. So that'll be a good, uh, you know, asset to have in Walter's recruitment. Um, yeah, you know, hundred percent crystal balls to Notre Dame. Uh, another guy who seemed to have Notre Dame as his leader and Michigan crushes them in front of him. So that's a, that's a good start to the recruitment. I'd say getting an offer and beating the, 
for sure. The top team on his yeah, list. It, it sounds like, and it sounds like he, like you said, is, is more of an academic student. He's already been to Notre Dame this year. Also took trips to Wisconsin, Michigan State, Iowa, Iowa State, and Northwestern. And he told me that he's trying to set up uh, a visit to Stanford as well, if they can make the trip out West. So we'll definitely be another one to monitor moving forward. Uh, another uh, in-state guy that made it is probably going to be a top 2021 uh, recruitment list board for Michigan. Uh, Jamari Budden, linebacker. He's from Belleville. Another guy that uh, just seems destined to be a linebacker that Don Brown just just would love to have uh, on the Michigan defense. And he's being recruited uh, by a few other pretty pretty big schools. Florida State, even though they're not having a great season this year, I would still consider them pretty big school there. Uh, Penn State going after him, Michigan State going after him. So uh, I know it's early in the process here for his recruitment, but uh, it, it seems like the four crystal balls to Michigan at this point seem like uh, a, a pretty good uh, look into the future there. It's, it seems like he's, he's, a, he's a go blue lean as of right now. Yeah, definitely. Another big uh, linebacker prospect. They had a few guys at that position this weekend, which was uh, – Good to see um, they're going to be selective with linebacker in 2021, and Budden seems to be at the top of the list there going into Belleville. They've got Andre Seldon committed so far but in 2020, but they haven't really had success outside of that, so it'll be um, yeah. good to see that they can break into that school um, since they're always loaded with talent. Um, I know, yeah, Budden's pretty athletic. He caught a uh, – I think he plays tight end or wide receiver on offense for them. He caught a touchdown pass last weekend. So, you know, he's got the athleticism, um, which, you know, Michigan has thrived on at the line. Yep, and we'll talk about these uh, last couple 2021 guys here. Uh, Marquise Irving, running back prospect, who uh, recently got his offer. And then uh, Brian Sanborn, linebacker. Uh, Both guys are from Illinois. And it seems like Wisconsin's out in front early for Sanborn. Uh, Marquise Irving, it seems like pretty open at this point. No, No crystal balls for him. Uh, but he's, like I said, he's got that Michigan offer. He's got that Wisconsin offer. Uh, and y- you always look at which running backs Wisconsin are trying to recruit. So um, so he's got those offers there. Uh, he's a three-star guy. Both guys are three stars. Uh, but they were both on campus this weekend. And uh, we'll both be guys um, to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, I, I, I think Irving at this point would be uh, a backup backup plan in the event that Donovan Edwards doesn't work out and uh, Corey Kiner doesn't work out. Uh, And Brian Sanborn, I think, uh, you know, probably won't be too high up on their board, but uh, in the event that something weird happens, it's definitely good for them to witness a blowout at Michigan stadium uh, in front of a a crazy crowd in a uh, very strange atmosphere uh, with all the rain and stuff. Yeah, Michigan's going, doing really well in Illinois the last couple of years. And, you know, they had those, <clears throat> those two and Walters on campus, a lot of Illinois guys. Um, so we'll see how hard they go after them in uh, 2021. But, yeah, like you said, they're just good guys to have on campus. And Let's uh, talk real quick with. about a couple guys that didn't make it to that were supposed to. Theo Johnson being the big guy. Uh, that was supposed to make it up. He didn't end up making it because of the weather, but it sounds like he's going to make it back to the Michigan State game here in a few weeks. So 
And he was going to make it to that Michigan State game regardless. It was going to be an unofficial visit. Who knows if it'll be his official at this point, but at the very least, you're able to get him back on campus and uh, try to lock in a commitment from him because he, at this point, they've been recruiting this guy for what seems like uh, forever, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it. Steve Wolfong did say it will be his official visit for Michigan State. Um, still kind of a bummer because, like you said, he was planning to be there already. So just one visit that Michigan was planning to get but doesn't. And, you know, the weather was pretty crappy. But like I said earlier, I think the environment was really fun to be around. Um, so it would have been helpful for him to be there. But he still got the visit planned. It'll be, uh, you know, the, the last visit he takes, I think. Um, the farther back into his recruitment that Michigan gets a visit, the better. Yeah. Um, you know, you want first visit or last visit. So um, that'll help Michigan, I think. But yeah, still totally up in the air. Yeah, another guy that was supposed Johnson. to visit as well, who didn't make it out, who has seen Michigan play probably pretty much all season long uh, live is uh, Ronnie McGraw. He's a four star. Uh, you, you know, he like I said, he's he's been to campus a few times. He saw them play at Wisconsin. I think he saw them play at Penn State, too. And he's visited Ohio State as well. Uh, four-star guy, weak side defensive end, 24-7 sports has him listed as. 2021 class, he's from Indiana. Um, so it, it sounds like he'll probably be back as well for the Michigan State game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like Michigan has definitely caught his interest right off the bat and continues to uh, be out in front for this recruitment. Yeah, he's been like all over the place this season. You know, after his first visit that he actually made, he set up trips to come here a couple times now and hasn't made it. Um, but he said he will be back for Michigan State game. Um, so we'll see if he ends up making it uh, to campus then. Um, if not, then I'd say something weird is going on mm -hmm. because he keeps planning tri trips and canceling them. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Hopefully he will be there for Michigan State. Um, I'm not sure why he canceled. It, yeah, that's quite weekend. possible. Um, Maybe because of the weather. Yeah, I, I didn't see exactly why he wasn't able to make it out either. But uh, yeah, we'll be something to monitor too. Um, you know, given how many times he's visited Michigan, or at least seen Michigan up close this season. I, 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 if I had a crystal ball, which I don't, but if I had one, I'd probably put it toward Michigan. It sounds like uh, he's he's incredibly interested in Michigan, and seems like it's just a matter of time. Um, you know, before he locks in a commitment there, which sounds like for him, for him, it could be sooner rather than later too. Kind of like we talked about with Tengwall earlier, but, um, but yeah, I think that's everybody. I think, uh, you know, it was, it was a good weekend for Michigan to bring in these guys. And even though they didn't get all the guys on campus that they wanted, um, you know, it's, it's definitely good to impress the guys that they did have. And they had a lot of really highly ranked guys and, and guys that they will continue to recruit moving forward, especially in this 2021 class. It's uh Always good to get a jump start there. So, But uh, we will be right back. We'll talk some Michigan basketball recruiting to finish the podcast. So uh, stick around, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and we are back to finish the podcast today. We're going to talk real quickly about Michigan basketball recruiting. And Michigan received some good news a couple nights ago. Moses Moody, a four-star guard, uh, one of their top recruits moving forward in this 2020 class. He put Michigan in his final three, along with Virginia and Arkansas. And Virginia, it's interesting for Moody because Virginia really recently got into this recruitment. just offered him uh, he hasn't visited yet it sounds like he's trying to set up a visit to go to Virginia uh, but he still makes uh, or Virginia still makes his final three Arkansas it's the hometown school for him Uh, his hometown is uh, Little Rock Arkansas is what it has on his 24-7 sports profile there Um, so he's a 6'5 guard he's 42 overall in his class and Juwan Howard has definitely made him a priority at the guard position along with Namari Burnett. Um, so it, this, so this news to me, John, isn't surprising that Michigan makes the final three. I think that Virginia making the final three is more of a surprise than anything. And it's definitely something to watch, even though Virginia already has two guards in their 2020 class. Uh, certainly interesting to see them in there anyways. Where do you think Michigan stands with this recruitment here with Moody and uh, what did you think about him putting Virginia in his final three schools? Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate timing that Virginia had a grad transfer guy leave. Um, so they had an open spot and they targeted Moody. Um, Michigan already went up against them for Jabri Abdur Rahim earlier this cycle. And uh, he ended up choosing Virginia. So, you know, they're, you know, national champs. They're going to get who they want. Yeah. Um, if they target them. So they're going to have to fend off a potential Virginia visit. Um, hopefully they're, uh, the base that they built with Moody already is enough to overcome that. Um, Arkansas is also going to be tough. He took his official visit to them after his one to Michigan, and I think they, they helped make up some ground. Um, I think his family might want him to stay close to home at Arkansas, so that's always a tough one to overcome. But I still think Michigan is in a really good uh, place here um we'll have to see going forward but i think anything any one of those three i could reasonably see him choosing at this point yeah michigan and arkansas at this point they have one guard respectively in their 2020 class a piece michigan's of course being zeb jackson um but yeah, it, it it's to me at least he's going to give virginia a decent look for sure if you put them in their top three um but I, I think this has really been a, a Michigan-Arkansas battle from the start. Uh, Arkansas, he's visited several times, and he visited them uh, about a week and a half ago. He visited Michigan September 27th and got his offer from Michigan on August 13th. So to be able to get that offer and then visit about a month and a half later 
for Michigan, it's it's pretty decent work by Juwan Howard, and we've talked about his recruiting efforts ad nauseum on the pod, but uh, Juwan's done a good job getting these guys in early, offering them, and then getting them in uh, really quick, which is uh, an, another, uh, uh, that's the case here for Moses Moody. But yeah, I, I, I think it'll inevitably be either Michigan or Arkansas that he chooses. Um, you know, I, I'm not too confident with Michigan landing Namari Burnett at this point. I think he's bound to go to either Alabama or, uh, uh, you know, somewhere else. I, I just don't have a ton of faith in them landing Namari at this point, which is unfortunate because he's a really good player. Uh, but if Michigan rounded out their class with Moses Moody and then got a guy like uh, Hunter Dickinson, the uh, four-star center, or Mark Williams, who we'll talk about here in a sec, another four-star center, um, you know, that, that would be a, a very nice way to wrap up the 2020 recruiting class for Juwan, given that he didn't have a ton of time to really work around it. He, he got Isaiah Todd five-star forward in really quick. Um, but I, I think it would be a very good way to end his uh, first recruiting cycle. Uh, I guess full recruiting cycle, because he had a couple guys in 2019, but his full recruiting cycle would be a good way to wrap up in my opinion, at least for uh, the 20, this 2020 class that he's starting to build. Yeah, definitely. I think one of his best traits is being able to build relationships with these guys um, quickly and get them to uh, buy into you know his vision and his attitude towards Michigan, which is really going to help a lot. Yeah, I'd, I'm excited to see what he um, does when he has you know a full cycle to recruit. Um, you know, he's already got like Christian Lander, the number one point guard in 2021 is on campus last weekend. So, you know, it's already starting a bit. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see how he does with a full recruiting uh, calendar to work with. Most definitely. And and let's, let's talk real quick about Mark Williams, since I briefly mentioned him there. Um, he's the number 29 overall player in the 2020 class. He plays at IMG seven foot center all nine crystal balls toward Duke at this point. He's going to be making his decision on November 1st, and it seems like he's going to be going to Duke. But Michigan's at least got a fighting chance here. Uh, it, the schools are down to Duke, Michigan, and UCLA. Um, but it, it seems like he's he's probably going to be Duke-bound and uh, play for Coach K over there in the ACC. But Michigan's backup option right now, like I briefly mentioned as well, Hunter Dickinson. 67% of the crystal balls going toward Michigan at this point. He's a seven foot two center. He's from Maryland. And at the very least, this is a really, really nice backup option for Michigan to have uh, another top 50 guy, uh, another highly coveted player. Uh, so at this point, it, it, it's no, uh, it's no compensatory pick here. Uh, like it would be in the NFL. It, it is, this is no consolation prize whatsoever. Uh, this would be a really nice addition to Michigan's recruiting class. Uh, he he can do a lot of really good things on the basketball floor. And, uh, you know, if you don't land Mark Williams, who I think is a bit better of a prospect, at least you get a guy like Hunter Dickinson. So uh, what do you think about Michigan's chances with Mark Williams? Are you more optimistic than I am, or are you kind of on the same uh, the same board here with me as he'll probably choose Duke? Yeah, I mean – I'm pretty sure he's going to go to, to Duke in all likelihood. He did just have a good interview with a guy from Duke's 24-7 site. Um, he talked a lot about uh, Jawan Howard and how he likes uh, Howard's you know track record of development 
in the pros that really stood out to him that there are some really positive comments that kind of gave me kind of an inkling of hope that that could uh, help Michigan's chances here, but I think it might be too little too late. And, uh, you know, his sister goes to Duke already. Um, I think that's just going to be too much to overcome and he'll end up picking the Blue Devils. But Michigan put up a good shot. They're, uh, yeah, like you said, they got a good backup plan in Dickinson if he doesn't also go to Duke. We'll see about that. But um, it'll be, I think that, you know, one of these bigs, the, the you know center forward positions are the the ones that Howard can point the most to with his track record in the NBA. So yeah, I think those that'll be a little bit easier to uh, recruit to. And there was a potential that Dickinson would have been on campus this past weekend because his girlfriend is actually a highly coveted a track and field prospect for Michigan, and she visited this past weekend. And there's some talk that he may come, but um, I think it was Orion saying for the free press that that uh, had the news that he was not going to visit. So, uh, you know, the missed opportunity there. It would have been good to get him on campus despite the crappy weather. Um, but I think we'll know definitely after this week what Dickinson is going to do. It's not, it sounds like he's very open to playing with Isaiah Todd at Michigan. Um, but like you said, Duke is still kind of lurking in the shadows there, even though they've got this chance with Mark Williams. You could see both those guys go to Duke. You could see Mark Williams go to Duke and then Dickinson go to Michigan. Um, you know, you could see Williams pick Michigan at the end of the day too. It'd be a big shocker, but you could still see it. Like you said, he did kind of talk up Juwan Howard in that interview with uh, the Blue Devils 24-7 sports website. So it'll definitely be interesting to see. We will definitely see on Friday. That's when he is bound to pick uh, his future school there. But definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward for Michigan basketball recruiting here. But um, I think that's going to be our show today. Thank you very much for listening. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where can they find you at? At Simmons underscore John. And be sure to like our page on Facebook, Maze and Brew. Be sure to follow Maze and Brew on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, please be sure to leave five-star reviews for all of our shows on Maze and Brew Podcast. And you can find all our shows by searching Maze and Brew Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at. We've got you covered. We'll be back tomorrow with Out of the Blue on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. And for Our show, Future Brew, we will be back next week with another episode. Probably recap uh, Mark Williams' decision here and uh, go back into some Michigan football talk. So uh, for John Simmons, my name is Vaughn Lozon. We will talk to you guys next week. Go Blue!